Welcome to Changes in Latitudes, a Transgender Experience. A 40-something trans woman shares her observations, life stories, and the adventures of her journey through transition and beyond. And now, here she is, your host, Sabrina Miller. Hey, hello, hi everybody, welcome, welcome, let's give it up for that band, they are so terrific, I love these guys. These guys are great. I love them. That was Allison, Corbin, and Travis, the Queenston Trio. Actually, I'll probably put in a rim shot of my own. <laughs> anyway, hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome. This is Changes in Latitudes, a transgender experience. I am your host and the creator of it all, Sabrina Miller. And you're listening to episode number 23, titled that weird in-between genders phase. Um, uh, before we get to that, let's talk about last week's episode, episode number 22, because, you know, sequences happen that way. <laughs> uh, it was called Having a Checklist. And I know it, when I, in listening back to it, I realized that uh, it, it almost sounded like a no-brainer. And I, and I realized that was maybe kind of the attitude I had had it, my, the tone of my voice, maybe. I don't know. But believe me, it wasn't that way at all. <laughs> I didn't mean it that way one bit. But it is something so simple, it's, it's, it's almost easily overlooked. And, and, and really, that's, that's the main point. And have a checklist so you can move from one step to the next and work towards those goals. That's... That's really what episode 22 was all about. And that episode can be found at Changes in Latitudes podcast at blogspot.com. That's the homepage. That's our home site. That's where all the links to the show start from. I, I don't know. Uh, we've got our iTunes link there. You can find us over on Stitcher, but the link is right there as well. Uh, my Twitter feed has a little update status thing there. The RSS feed is there. You can subscribe to the show through email if that's your preference. I, I, I'm not too sure why that you would want that, but some people do, and that's totally cool. At least you're listening. <laughs> that's what matters to me. You're listening. Ta-da! And I want to thank you for listening. All you new listeners, if this is your first episode, welcome, 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 welcome. And longtime listeners, thank you so much for tuning back in. I so appreciate it. And I've touched base with a few of you over the last couple of weeks since, you know, where this is recording. And I, I realized a lot of people, you know, a lot of people I had heard a lot of feedback from are the people that I'm like, hey, hadn't heard from you in a while. How you doing? And when they got back to me, which was, you know, you, in a reasonable amount of time, couple days, few hours, whatever it was for each of them. And they're like, oh, I'm good. I'm just behind on episodes because of this. Or it's been a lousy whatever. I've been focusing on that. Everybody's got something. So I want to say to you listeners, because you know who you are. <laughs> thank you for getting back to me. Thank you still for listening. Thank you for hanging in there with me. 
you guys make the show just as much as I do, and I want you all, new listeners and longtime listeners alike, I want you to know that. All right, moving right along. Topic, weird in-between genders phase. Now, I realize that's kind of a, a strange, awkward title, but so is that in-between stage. So I realize that it kind of goes together that way. Um, and it's that stage where, where, the, where I can kind of categorize it now in my transition, which again, I am very early in my transition, where I can categorize that uh, in-between genders phase, it starts with your publicly coming out, wh- wherever that is for you. Everybody does it a little differently. Some people start with public, you know, and then they tell their family because their family is, you know, miles away or a different continent or whatever, you know, or vice versa. You know, they start with their family, then they tell their close friends, and then they tell, you know, all of Facebook, whatever it may be. And everybody's got that story. Everybody's got that experience. You know, if you've experienced that, some people are in the process of working up to that experience. So you're learning from everybody else's. I get that. I was at that phase myself about two years ago right now. (laughs) So I get where you're coming from. And it's, it starts with coming out and it can start with coming out to yourself. Um, for me, it didn't really happen at that point. It happened after I came out publicly and started really living authentically every day. Uh, and and when I, what I mean when I say that is anytime I had to do something or go out or meet up with people, I would be as my female self versus the male self, which was just, you know, last week <laughs> at that time. So, so it was a slow change. You know, it wasn't every day and then it became every day. And it was, it was a wonderful, wonderful feeling, still is, to, to wake up and be able to head out and be me, the me I want to be, the me I am inside of me. And so it was, it was a hard thing for me just to get used to, starting new routines, you know, whatever those routines are, new routines started because that's what the change, at least for me, required. And routines was the easiest way to say it because routines work well for my child. (laughs) And so having routines that obviously are directed towards him and then some that include me or, you know, work around his routines seem to be the the key for just getting through life each day, each week for me. So, and this working on the show. So, you know, everything's got a little routine to it. And those things are the things that help me on a day-by-day uh, thing, on a day-by-day process, a day-by-day experience, whatever that, that, that feeling of a day means to you. Oh, and this is a topic that I will come back to in a future episode because, you know, it starts with, the, with coming out, but I don't believe it really ends well, for either a long time, if ever, because you have a history, which is what... I really want to get to there's a history there of of male of 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 man of boy you know whether they're memories or just the people I've met in the past or just my life experiences my work experience all of it has been male all right and so now it's 
towards the female. And so even that, that, that it's a transition and a journey for a reason. It's not going to be just flip the switch and go. And so I, I feel that it, in that weird in between genders phase, uh, I don't know. It seems kind of awkward, but not at the same time. It's, it's, it's so strange to describe because in the past, I would, you know, just throw on some clothes that I had, usually a t-shirt and jeans, because that's the type of person I am, and run out to the store, or to an appointment, or, I don't know, whatever, whatever it is. And now, it's still t-shirt and jeans, but now there's, you know, let's check the hair, let's check, uh, you know, do, is there time, or uh, uh, would, is it appropriate to wear makeup? Or how much makeup? How much makeup it would be to wear? You know, appropriate to wear. So, so it's all these things which are now part of that routine of you know throwing on a shirt and going out and doing whatever it may be. And in the beginning, it was it was not. I don't want to say it was hard to get used to it, but it was it wasn't second nature. That's 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 the thing I can say. You know, I mean, everybody's got that process that they do and for me it changed more than i was expecting after i came out and so it, it, that's when i really kind of noticed that uh i got to change the process of how i do things you know my bed and my going to bed routine my showering routine my my morning routine whatever it is every every part of my day is kind of got a little something and so I had to, I noticed that I had to either structure something if it wasn't there or alter what was already there. So that was within myself. And that's, a, I think that's just a process that is going to be ongoing. It just feels that way. However, on the other side, how, you know, people, you know, towards me, because again, in the past I was, you know, interacting with these people in male persona, male mode, male, whatever, male past, male history. And so they reacted to me, interacted with me differently. And so now, uh, when I'm out, uh, one, I have to think of my voice, which um, every trans woman has to. I've, it's something that we do. And some don't care, so they don't. Some do, and they do. You know, I mean, it's just how it is. And speaking of voices, I've got a little bit of a head cold, so if I sound a little bit off, that's why. Yeah, it's that time of year. We're passing the colds around. My son has it. My wife has it. I have it. Yeah, fun times. Lots of fluids, lots of juice, lots of rest when we can. Ta-da! So, I'm yeah, I'm pinching this episode in. Anyhow, getting back on topic. On the outside world, it, it's been much more pleasant to interact with people when when they're approaching me and treating me as a woman and, 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 and female and feminine. So that's that's been a huge plus and a huge thing that I I have enjoyed is since I came out publicly. Uh, they just seem people out in the world, and I mean, and I mean like clerks at stores or or restaurants or uh, places like that. You know, people at the park, you know, things like that. When I take my son out, you know, just people out in general, uh, and most of them happen to be store clerks when I'm shopping for groceries or or at the drugstore or you know. <laughs> wherever like that uh, restaurants if we happen to eat out you know that that sort of thing um they just seem overall more pleasant and polite 
and that's been that's been something that I don't I want to say it's been weird to get used to, but it's been just not what I expected, and that's what's kind of weird to get used to. I, I have really, really found a ton of support within the trans community, and that's that's a lot different than what I was expecting. Because in my research before going out and joining the uh, LGBT center here, mostly my experience with other trans people, which happened to be mostly trans women, were either through their YouTube videos where they're showing their process or their transition or some are filling in you in on a, a vlog. You know, people do a weekly or a monthly thing, just like I do this. And so, you know, you get to know them that way. And usually in the videos, they don't, they, they're really quick. And I get that. They're videos. You know, they want to they want to say what they want to say. They want to get to it quick and move on to the next thing, which is usually the next video or, you know, if it's a double topic video, whatever it is. And I get that because that's video. This is audio. This is meant to be more of like a radio program. This is meant to be more, uh, hey, let's sit down and have a conversation with somebody and you're listening in or whatever the case may be. And so you don't mind taking an extra little bit of time uh, mostly because you can pause it and kind of listen to it almost whenever. You don't have to focus exclusively on a video. You ha- you can go about doing other things. You mow a lawn, make dinner, uh, you know, drive the kids to wherever, <laughs> go to and from work. You know, it's it's a different it's a different realm of podcasting, and I think that's why I chose the podcasting form to, to uh, log and journal my, my process. Any, anyhow, I've mentioned that in the past. Sorry, tangent. So my experience with trans people was mostly blogs and vlogs, you know, video logs and things like that. Uh, and then uh, the, the blogs that I would read, and usually they wouldn't update them frequently enough. So, you know, you'd lose interest or, or every time you check back, there was nothing new. So then you'd forget to check back. And then like, a you know, six months later, you check back in and you notice, oh, wow, there's a lot of stuff that's happened in the time since I haven't checked you. Yeah. So it, it, anyway, that's it's neither here nor there. Uh, my, my experience in reading those was a lot of uh, people that were looking for answers. I, I don't want to say lost. I mean, it, it kind of seems that way on the top, but when you really dig in, it's, it's just people looking for answers, not not lost like, oh, what do I do? No, they're looking for answers. They just don't know how to ask the question. So, but it took me a while to reach that. It took me a long while to reach that conclusion. And so there wasn't really a positive feeling um in the in the trans community that I had experienced through the internet. I mean, occasionally there were, you know, you'd see somebody's video blog and, oh, this person's really cool. I'm going to watch their other videos or make, ch- you know, check back and see what their new ones are, subscribe to their channel, you know, the, whatever it is. And others, you know, sometimes you're just bouncing through videos, clicking one after another because you put the term, the search term transgender in the in the box up there and you're just going from one to another because that's what... Sometimes I think that's kind of what YouTube's meant for the way that they encourage you to watch videos and suggest videos. So you're meant to go on and on and on and on. It just seems that's the way that YouTube's built. And I mean, that's cool. Believe me, I've done it, but it gets tiring after a while. You know, I just feel like I'm zombieing out. I mean, it's it to me in at the end, aside from whatever, I, whatever I've gleaned from the videos, whether it's laughter or knowledge or whatever. It, it just seems like the, the same 
the same moment of energy and time from flipping the, the channels on the TV. I haven't done that in forever because <laughs> I don't watch network television. But um, it's just that, that zombie feeling of I don't know what to watch. I'm just sitting through watching, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Um, and I don't like that feeling personally. <laughs> so anyway, that, that's one of the reasons I don't spend a lot of time on YouTube and I don't do a lot of videos because I, it takes a lot of time to put into them and a lot of people don't, I mean, they, people watch them, but I don't think they get the credit that they're due. And like I said, uh, I prefer this medium. I'm sorry. Big tangent. Sorry, folks. So back to trans community, it, it, uh, through the internet, it didn't seem like the community as a whole was very supportive of itself. And, and I'll be honest, that kind of scared me. You know, it's like, wow, I, if this is who I am, because that's back when I was still figuring things out. If this is who I am, you know, I don't do I, I don't see myself in any of these people or even parts of myself in any of these people. You know, and then then you start to doubt: Am I really trans? At least that's what I did. I what I, one of the things I went through. However, once I did get involved with trans activities through the trans center here in San Diego, I found a tremendous amount of support within the trans community. When I started this podcast, a huge, tremendous amount of support from, from the trans community, those that have spoken to me directly, and those who have left messages and that I've mentioned here on the show. And, and I mean, if, if, you, if you're listening, so you know who you are. And the, the, the amount of, of support is tremendous. And I, I don't want to say I was overwhelmed, but I was certainly surprised compared to all the little tidbits and stories I had seen thus far. I was surprised. And here's the strange thing. Recently, in looking at uh, you know, blogs and Tumblr and video logs and, and newspaper articles, too, it seems that the general consensus now with the trans community as a whole is um, stop tearing each other apart because other people are tearing us apart enough. I, I don't know. I, I'm paraphrasing and making this shit up as I speak. You know, that's why it's called a stream of consciousness podcast. Ta-da! So whatever the term is for that, or, or whatever the, the wording is that was said for that, it seems to be more prominent now. But my point is, it, we don't have to tear ourselves apart, meaning we don't have to commit suicide. There are so many other solutions. And we, as the, tra- as the trans community, don't need to be hypercritical of others, of other, of, well, of others, period, but specifically other trans people, because we should know how fucking hard the journey and transition is that we should not give shit to anybody else. Even if you look at somebody and you go, well, you know, your makeup needs help or your wig is atrocious or whatever the case may be. I'm sure everybody knows of at least one or two people like that, whether it's through the Internet or in person, that you just want to reach out and say, oh, you need help and, and, and let me help you. And, you know, in moments like that, I have to think that old saying, phrase, slogan, whatever it is. I can't think of the word right now. But, you know, when the student is ready, the master will appear. I, I, I just, I follow that. 
you know, when that person that needs the help, when that student is ready, somebody will come into their lives that will help them. It might be you. It might be somebody else. Just be open to it if it is you. <laughs> it's, really, it's really the thing to think about. So back to the weird in-between genders thing. Since I am still in the process of hair, laser hair removal, uh, and I still have to shave on a fairly semi-regular you know, regular basis, and it's a pain in the butt, there do happen to be days when the facial hair is not appropriate to go outside. <laughs> I, it, it's just, I mean, uh, yes, I can go outside, but I really don't want to without doing something about the facial hair. I say that because usually when I'm sick in bed are times when that comes really damn close. <laughs> anyway, it also makes me very uncomfortable. So there's, there's kind of a, a, a pull towards the masculine side that I'm constantly fighting, I guess is a way to say it, since I constantly have to shave. So I am looking forward, as I've mentioned before in previous episodes, very much looking forward to finally getting rid of the fucking hair on my face. Really now, aside from the facial hair, any time I, I have guy feelings, and, and that's, that's what makes that in-between genders thing weird, uh, I guess, is when I, when I don't have makeup, and only recently have I gotten to the point where when I don't have anything on, that I feel comfortable enough, uh, comfortable with my femininity, comfortable in my femininity, comfortable with knowing that I am the trans woman that I am when I'm out in public or just being. So, because before that, I, I would have to have something, some, something on there. And I still kind of do. I mean, usually my bare minimum is mascara and, and, uh, 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 uh not lipstick, uh, gloss. Uh, sometimes the occasional, you know, color in the eyebrow to match the hair. <laughs> you know, w women do that. Uh, but that's only if I feel like it. Uh, sometimes the occasional blush, you know, mixed in with the mascara and the, and the gloss. But usually just mascara and gloss. And there are times when I don't want to or have the time to, uh, to do that. I mean, I know it sounds, you know, you can't find the time, the, the minute and a half, the two minutes to put on mascara and gloss. Yeah, taking care of, care of a two and a half year old, sometimes, no, there isn't the time. <laughs> Ta-da. Welcome to parenthood. <laughs> but uh, uh, speaking of parenthood, uh, with this head cold that we've been fighting, uh, I had to literally run into the drugstore, run to, not literally, run. I had to quickly get to the drugstore and back home because of, of, of a time, uh, 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 not a time restraint. Uh, the, uh, the, the drugstore was closing and we needed it very soon. And it was, it was a handful of things, but it, you know, I'm not going to go into details. Drugstore stuff, non-prescription drugstore stuff. And so I didn't have time to you know, it was at that point where I really wanted to shave. You know, I did not want to, I want, then, then before going out to do anything, it was shave time. But because of the head cold and trying to take care of things and my son and my wife, as I mentioned before, uh, I just, there was no time. So, and that particular day I had been doing yard work. So I was dirty and, you know, that, that dried sweat feeling, it was time for shower, but because we needed this stuff 
and the drugstore was closing, could not take the shower, could not shave. So, reluctantly, but, you know, got to do it for the kiddo and the family, I ran to the drugstore. And it felt awkward because here I am, longer hair, uh, shaped brows, uh, very feminine glasses because I didn't think about changing, you know, to my old pair that can be androgynous. And so (laughs) this grungy, you know, not sure if it's a woman, not sure if it's a man person walks into the drugstore. And I felt more awkward then because I could tell they couldn't figure out what I was. But also because the employees have seen me more feminine than male at that drugstore. And so that's what made me feel awkward. All the cashiers, all the clerks, all the the pharmacist assistants and all those people didn't bat an eye. Didn't, you know, like, oh, you're you this, you're male this time. What's, What's going on? None of that. None of that. So I had to keep that in my mind while I was there feeling all, you know, half male icky. <laughs> uh, to just get in, get the stuff we needed, and then get home. And it was it, it was awkward, but not not enough to make me just freak out. You might say I, I it's uh, that's the that's the easiest way I can throw that together. It wasn't pleasant. Uh, it was very awkward, and I th- it was all within me. I'm sure of that. But it was still not something I want to experience again. So that's it in this, uh, you know, first part of in between weird in between genders phase. Uh, if you have any experiences like that or any comments around that, send them my way. All the contact information's at the end of the show, and we will do this again in a later episode. Uh, you know, once once a little more time has passed. Okay, secondary topic. Here we go. Secondary topic. Uh, this this little bit that I'm going to share with you is something that I have... My father first told it to me. This first part. My, my father first told it to me when I was, uh, I don't know, a kid. Probably 10, you know, right before that double digits phase. And it was, it was a slogan, and it was called KISS. Keep it simple. Now, back in the day... It was called stupid, you know, keep it simple, stupid, K-I-S-S. Now the term has been a little more, you know, PC, politically correct, and a little more positive spin on it. Uh, Silly is the one that I chose. I didn't look it up on the internet. I just know that it needs to change from stupid because you don't want to stare in the mirror and call yourself stupid. You don't. That's not a positive thing. However, calling yourself silly, not so bad. Keep it simple, silly. And I, and I bring this up because so many times we get in our own way or we see people getting in their own way and getting in your own way is the worst thing you can do because all you're doing is standing still at that point. And so my father used to say, you know, yeah, every morning you should wake up, look in the mirror and say to your face, keep it simple, silly. Of course, like I just mentioned, he would say the word stupid, but (laughs) you get where I'm coming from. And that's to tell yourself, just keep things simple. Keep your life, keep your interests, keep your 
desires simple. Now, I don't mean being simple. Just make them accessible in a simple manner. Make things easy for yourself by letting things happen. Make each step of your life a setup for the next step. I know it's easier said than done. Believe me, (laughs) I'm 42. I know it's easier said than done. But when you have that little forward thinking of setting yourself up for your next step, your next phase, whatever that is, for example, packing your lunch the night before rather than the morning of. Let's just use it as an example. Because the morning of, you may never know if you're running late. You don't know if you're going to be able to grab anything, blah, blah, whatever the case is. But the night before, you've got a couple hours before bed or whatever. So maybe put something together then. That way, it takes less time to grab it in the morning. That's just an example that I know everybody can latch on to. I don't say you need to make your lunch every morning. <laughs> For you, your person, personal life It may work best that you eat in the cafeteria because you get points or something or your business pays for it or whatever. Or you have a you have a, you know, a lunch meeting every Wednesday, you know, at the burger joint across the street, whatever it is. All I'm using that as an example that we can all latch on to. If you do the work beforehand, you're not rushed in the morning. And I'm sure you can apply that to so many different things within your own life. But it's not the obvious things. It's the smaller things that matter. It's thinking ahead. Just a little bit of a step, like playing chess. Eh? What do they say? You've got to be three steps, five steps ahead? I, I don't play chess frequently. I know how to. It's been years. I like it. I just don't really have the time or a partner to play with. But that's a tangent. But you're supposed to be, you know, keeping your opponent a few steps ahead or a few steps ahead of your opponent. And and that just makes sense in chess. Well, try to apply it to the rest of your life. That's really what uh, KISS, keep it simple, silly, means to me. Now, the second part of the secondary topic is very similar to what I just explained, except the word is Ohio, like the state. O-H-I-O. Only handle it once. This, uh, <laughs> this I heard, I don't remember where, college, I think. Uh, could be wrong. And when I heard it, I went, huh, that's clever. And then I really broke it down. Whatever you do, and this goes together with what I just mentioned about KISS, is it means keep things simple. Only handle something once. If you have to put something away, don't keep setting it down and then put it away. You know, pick it up and then put it away. You're picking it up twice. Why why are you doing twice the work? And I don't mean because you gotta move something out of your way. That makes sense. No, no, I mean I mean other things. And I'm sure if you think about your life, you'll know what I mean. Don't don't waste time. Moving things around that don't need to be moved, move it once uh, or, or, you know, move it as few times as possible is what I'm, you know, getting to, getting at. And it really, it's kind of the same scenario as what I just explained with KISS, but I think the two should go hand in hand. So my listeners, you know who I love you, you know who I love you, that doesn't make any sense. You know that I love you, that makes sense. I'm going to tell you all to kiss Ohio. 
That's right. You heard me right. I want you to kiss Ohio. Keep it simple, silly, and only handle it once. Transgender 30-Day Challenge or 30-Episode Challenge. Question number 11. How do you manage dysphoria? Well, I... This is the one thing where I look at or read about or talk to other trans women and their just their explanation or their experiences with dysphoria are not as similar as they are to mine and it feels a little off feels a little weird and it's I didn't realize it till just recently and that's because I've got a little more life experience than some of these other women I uh, have been battling with the thought of transitioning for 20 years before I came out. So my, my subconscious was working on that process all that time. So I've got a little bit of, I, I, I think of it as an advantage, but I chalk it up to life experience because if I did come out and transition at 20, I don't think it would be as smooth or as right a feeling as it is now i that's how i feel about it but when i do get those dysphoric dysphoric moments sorry i can't talk tonight um i have to realize that i am my own worst critic first and foremost uh and i think i've mentioned this in the past i usually do it in regards to facial hair not always, but most of the time it's facial hair, or at least facial hair related. But I have to, again, think that I am my own worst critic, and I have to forgive myself. Uh, realize that me, right now, I'm still in the very beginning of my transition. So I have to forgive myself. Uh, I reassure myself that there are so many different types of women in the world and I'm one of those women. I'm one of those types. You know, uh, people say about others, you know, wow, hey, when you were made, they broke the mold. Well, I'd like to think of that about me. I don't think there are any, any other people in the world that are similar enough to me. So I am my own woman. And yeah, that's easier said than done. And sometimes it may sound a bit, I don't know, full of myself. But when you're down and out and you're feeling like shit about yourself, feeling good about yourself is not a bad thing. <laughs> that's kind of what that's there for. And then one of the things uh, that I that I just recently started to do is review some of the uh, the trans Facebook groups that I'm part of, the secret groups that are out there. If you search for the secret the, and not so secret uh, groups that are out there. And some of the, the, the blogs and stuff and certain tags on Tumblr. And when I hear of other people's uh, just experience, whatever it is, whether it's a positive experience that makes me feel, you know, there's one person that I've, I have seen a few times on Tumblr that uh, she's a couple years or almost two years into her transition, something somewhere like that. And she is so 
positive and so happy about her life that seeing her stuff just it helps me see that light at the end of the tunnel. And then there are some others where their whether their own personal situation because they're uh, they're in an area that doesn't have any LGBT you know resources. There is no center to go. There is no hotline, local hotline or something. That their only release is the internet secretly because their parents will find out or, or whatever the case may be. You know, they don't want their parents finding out they can't because they're, you know, from a religious background. I mean, I, we've all seen these stories. So those are the those are the people when I read their stories, my heart goes out to them and I realize that I'm not as bad off as I think I might be, at least in comparison to that. So those are the tools that I use to help me, you know, get over the funk of dis, of whatever's making me feel dysphoric. And they don't work all the time, but I'll tell you, usually what works is a fresh shower, a fresh shave, and right out of the shower, getting made up. I mean, I don't mean, you know, like some people I know take a shower at night and then get ready in the morning to go do their day. Yeah, yeah, I've done that. I get that. But for me, that feeling of being fresh out of the shower... And, you know, wait till you're moisturized and then wait till you're dried off and then, you know, choosing whatever clothes you're going to wear while you put on your makeup and then whatever you're going to wear after that. Everybody's got a different little routine. And then going on about the day, that just starts me on the right foot, you might say. So that's what I know will really pull me out of whatever dysphoric thing I'm feeling. And I'd like to hear your thoughts and feedback on this. You know, how do you manage dysphoria? Listen through the end of the show, and you'll hear how to get in touch with me. Listener feedback. Yeah, that's 70s porn style music for listener feedback. Here we go. Uh, this is not really a, a listener feedback. It's more of a, hey, hey, longtime listeners and listeners and fans of the show. Check this information out. As of February 22nd, we bumped up to two, to, excuse me, to 102 likes on the Facebook page. Yeah! <laughs> For about two or three weeks before that, it was hovering right around 101. So, thank you. I don't know who it was, but thank you, liker number 102. And I just want to throw this out to everybody. I I have mentioned it a few times, but uh, if you listen to us through iTunes, take uh, 30 to 90 seconds to slide on over to iTunes, whether it's on your iPad, your iPhone, your computer your laptop, whatever, take that 30 to 60 to to 90 seconds to write us, hopefully five-star rating. (laughs) I mean, that's what we all hope for. And if you you can, say a few words about the show, whatever it may be, you taking that 30 to 90 seconds helps me and the show tremendously because iTunes has a weird algorithm. It's, it's, it's listener interactive, 
that's how the the iTunes genius works. It's based off of your usage and your ratings of of their stuff, whether it's music or movies or apps or or whatever you know, audiobooks, all the stuff that iTunes offers. When you go into the iTunes store and rate it and review it, it helps them know what people like or how this this album or book is selling or whatever it is. In the case of podcasts, it lets me know how I'm doing, but it also shows iTunes, hey, don't forget about podcasts. There's us over here. And, and I'll tell you right now, everybody and their dog has a podcast, which is why I'm so grateful to you listeners, uh, because you are taking the time, however long of the time it is to take to listen to an episode, whether you listen straight through or maybe you listen, you know, a few times a week, five, ten minutes here, five, ten minutes there because that's your commute or your time on a break or your time away from the kids or whatever it is. All I can say is thank you for listening. However you listen. And if you want to do me even better, take that 30 to 60 to 90 seconds to rate. And even if you just rate us, just rate us, you can do that. You don't have to write a review. The reviews are even better, (laughs) but I get it. You don't know what to say. You don't want to say, I get it. But if you could at least rate us on that five stars, or if you think it's a four star or three or whatever, I would hope to God, if you thought it was a two or a one, you would write me. I would hope to God if you think that. If not, you're just a hater, and haters are going to hate. <laughs> Ta-da! Life goes on. Anyway, for those fans that love the show, that like the show, if you could take that time, cruise on over there, do that for us, that helps the show tremendously. And if you're on Stitcher, Do the same thing for Stitcher, except Stitcher works a little differently. They still got their algorithms just like iTunes, except it's based on thumbs up, I think is what it is, and favoriting into your playlist or your favorites playlist and uh, 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 sharing it on Twitter and then writing a comment. I think you can write a comment on it, too. I'm, I'm not entirely sure I don't use Twitter that or excuse me, not Twitter, Stitcher that much. Uh, when, while I'm on the Stitcher, uh, concept topic, here's a little bit of strange information that I think longtime listeners are going to appreciate new time, new time listeners, new listeners and, and short time listeners, uh, just hang on for a moment. Our Stitcher's rating back on January 5th of 2015 was, get this, 15,194. Yeah huge 15,000 holy crap i didn't know they had that many shows okay okay however on february 2nd it jumped up to 5,051 however on february 2nd 2015 it jumped up to 5351 5,351. So we jumped 10,000 points in a month. Thank you, listeners of Stitcher. Thank you. I don't know what happened because, because on the 11th of February, we dropped back down to 5,406. 5,406. And believe me, when I looked at these numbers, I couldn't believe it. Could not believe it. I looked again on the 16th of February. 4,965. Hey, not bad. On February 18th, however, we dropped back down to 9,523. What? 5,000 points in two days? All right. 
whatever. It's cool. It's cool. On on the twenty first, which is just a few days uh, ago, at the time I'm recording this, uh, <laughs> is five thousand twenty three. So we're back up into the five thousands, uh, and it's the highest. It, aside from that four thousand nine hundred sixty five, this seems to be right around the point where we're uh, uh, gravitating that five zero two three, five four zero six, and five three fifty one. So hey, if you're listening on Stitcher. Thank you for listening on Stitcher. Obviously, you are because these ratings, not ratings, uh, yeah, ratings, where we rank in our show, just based on listeners, has fluctuated so much. And I know it's because you guys are listening. And since you're listening, take a moment and give us a thumbs up. Appreciate that. Uh, Also, if you could cruise over to uh, Changes in Latitudes podcast at blogspot.com, we have added we, the royal we, I, me, I do it all. I added uh, an Amazon banner link on the right-hand side, and I, I put some suggestions in there. I've mentioned things on the show in the past that are there. Victor Victoria's there. Uh, some breast forms. I think a gaff. Um, and a couple other things I don't remember right now. But I threw those up there as suggestions. It'll take it to its own Amazon window. You'll log in like you always do, and a few pennies on what you purchase come back to help out the show. So I gave you some suggestions if you want to take a look at them. If not, just click on that banner. It'll take you to Amazon. Search, purchase, whatever you want. I don't even know. It won't even tell me. I just know that I get a percentage. That's Amazon. And then if you're so inclined, I put up a PayPal donate button. Just if you're not familiar with PayPal, head on over to Changes in Latitudes podcast at blogspot.com and click on our link. Uh, I couldn't resist. Sorry, folks. Uh, it, it's basically a uh, online account, financial account, bank account, where you put money into it, or it's connected to a credit card, and you give that money to whoever, or use that money to purchase things on the internet. If you don't know what PayPal is, it's been around for a long time, so I'd be pretty surprised to find out if you don't know what PayPal is. Anyway, uh, you can donate a, a dollar amount to that to help out the show. Wow, have we reached that time already? Holy mackerel, I guess we have. Well, thanks for sticking around through this episode. Uh, What are we at? 23. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. And next episode, we're going to talk about, and and this kind of goes hand-in-hand with what we talked about this episode, uh, pronouns and misgendering. Uh, Yeah, I figured put these two back-to-back. It's going to just kind of, like a handshake, going to work out. Kind of like Abraham and Lincoln. So that's next episode. And now, as Jimmy Buffett says, if I couldn't laugh, I just would go insane. If we couldn't laugh, we just would go insane. If we weren't all crazy, we would go insane. Stay crazy, everyone. listening to Changes in Latitudes, a transgender experience. I'd love to hear from you. 
So let me know what you think or what you'd like to hear about by emailing me at changesinlatitudespodcast at gmail.com or by leaving a comment on the Facebook page at facebook.com slash changesinlatitudespodcast or at the website changesinlatitudespodcast.blogspot.com. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and please leave us reviews and star ratings. Now, wait for it. Here it comes. Disclaimer time. Disclaimer time. Disclaimer I am not a doctor nor a lawyer, and I certainly do not pretend to be one. I am a trans woman who began her transition later in life. I am here to discuss my life, so I take no responsibility for your decisions based on my personal thoughts and experiences. If you are thinking about transition or are questioning your gender identity, first, please know that you are not alone in your thoughts and questions. Second, please seek the advice of a qualified gender therapist or at the very least a local support group. If you're having difficulty finding a qualified professional in your area, I suggest reaching out to the closest LGBT center near you. And lastly, please remember, always question the source when researching information on the internet. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permission from the host. Copyright 2015 by me, Sabrina Miller. Thanks for listening. Time for takeout. Wait, what? No. It's the outtakes. All right, here we go. Let's get this show on the road. Let's hit it. Welcome to Changes in Latitudes, a transgender experience. A 40-something trans woman shares her observations, life stories, and the adventures of her journey through transition and, and beyond. beyond. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <clears throat> Let's hear how I sound. And now, here she is, your host, Sabrina Miller. Hello, hi, hello. Let's give it up for that band. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was strange. Uh, I don't know what happened there. <laughs> it's uh, all right. Let's let's just go back and do this again. <laughs> anyway, hello, everybody. Welcome. Welcome. This is uh, train. Blah, 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 blah. Videos. It just seems like they're meant you're meant to go from one to the next to the next. Then bump the mic. First bump of this episode. What's the time? The time is 18 and a half, you know, 18 and a quarter minutes. Hey, not too bad. Not too shabby. They, they, all the checkers bump the microphone.